1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The following program has been pre-recorded. Thanks for tuning in this weekend to Let's Talk Portland, Odyssey Portland's weekly public affairs program. My name's Gary Bloxham. One of the most visible issues in and around Portland right now is our homeless population. Sometimes it can seem overwhelming, but there is an organization out there trying to help. Let's talk about it. On the show this time, I would like to welcome Jason Christensen. Jason is the new executive director of the Union Gospel Mission. Hey there, Jason. Welcome
0: to Let's Talk Portland. Thank you, Gary. I appreciate you having me here. So you're new to this
1: position, but you're not new to this type of work, Right.
0: That's correct. Uh, I've been pretty fortunate and blessed to have spent the last uh, two decades working with vulnerable populations, mostly the homeless and substance addicted.
1: Well, first of all, welcome to Portland. Well, thank you. And you come to us from Denver. Tell me about the history of, of you and, and this type of work.
0: Well, um, it, it really happened with a calling. I um, I had uh, been working for my local congressman and got recruited um, Uh, from our our, uh, Catholic bishop to go work with Catholic charities, and um, they needed some help. And um, I just, it kind of became a conversion experience for for me, and um, working, again, with foster children, refugees, uh, nursing home residents, uh, and then also those experiencing homelessness and uh, substance addiction. So now
1: you're in Portland, and you're working at the Union Gospel Mission, the executive director. So tell me about, uh, you've been there since April, so about six months? How's it going so far?
0: It's been great. I have to tell you something. You know, I came here uh, up in, in the fall of 2019 um, for, my daughter was actually uh, considering going to attend school out of here, and um, and she and her sister and I came out here, and we absolutely fell in love with the city. Um, uh, just um, just an amazing place. And I, you know, I made sure that, uh, I had been here before, I made sure that we stayed downtown, they got to experience uh, the Saturday markets uh, and all the great things that downtown has to offer. And so I was really excited uh, when she decided to, to come to school here and that. And then, um, and then the opportunity to come to work uh, here came up. Uh, it was, I, I will have to say, in the year and a half of that time, when we had visited portland uh, to when I accepted the job it had broken my heart to see what had happened um, you know obviously with with the summer of unrest uh, and then the pandemic um, it, uh, it it could have it could have um, uh, you know discouraged somebody from wanting to come um, but to me, it only inspired. I uh, said, so "This is a city that has so much character, and uh, I know that it's going to come back. It's a city with big heart, compassionate people, and so it made it really easy for me to me to make that decision to uh, come here and accept the offer to come work with Union Gospel Mission."
1: Well, that is wonderful because that's one thing Portlanders have is, is a big city pride. We love the city,
0: as it as it should. Uh, you know what I what I have found in my in my little time here uh and you know there's a diversity of of thought and opinion but i think one thing that runs consistent regardless of your political stripe is this is a very compassionate city and um and so um you know that that kind of makes it, it gives you a little bit of a step up uh in particular the line of work that we try to do here at Union Gospel Mission
1: so we do have a pretty large uh homeless population mm-hmm. uh, and th- that's the population that Union Gospel Mission works with um I have to ask you honestly: Was it overwhelming when you stepped into the position?
0: A little bit, but uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm somebody who's been accused of having a feet firmly planted in the air, and so I just, I, I, really just sort of look at it as the mission field is that much larger, larger, and it's that much more opportunity to go and meet people where they are. Um, yeah, it is. It is pretty dramatic. Uh, you know, I, I come from Denver, which has, you know, it has uh, its own issues with homelessness. Um, but I hadn't seen it quite the severity I have, I've had in Portland. But um, the great thing about Portland is there are so many organizations um, willing to step up and help folks out. And um, it, it is it, it, not just with the civic pride, but also just the pride in caring for its people.
1: So if somebody doesn't know about the Union Gospel Mission, tell us and tell our audience exactly what, uh, what kind of work you guys do.
0: Well, it's, 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 uh, it, it's, it's a homeless service uh, organization, uh, and, and our mission is to care for the homeless, to help bring them off the street, and to restore the attic. Um, so many people that find themselves uh, in a homeless situation are struggling with mental health or addiction issues. Um, and, and so that's what we try to do. Um, one program that I'm really proud of is our search and rescue team, uh, and we go out six nights a week, um, and we go to the camps, and we meet people where they are, and our goal is to just build relationships with people uh with the idea in mind that there is a better life available for them outside of the camps and living on the streets. Um, and that relationship may come in the form of sharing a sandwich with them or a hot cup of coffee or a clean, dry pair of socks, um, but um, what was really heartwarming for me gary was when i when i went out was to see not just our staff but we rely on a lot of volunteers but volunteers talking to people in the camps on a name-to-name basis they know each other and um you know sometimes a barrier is for people to come out of the camps are um you know there might be restrictions or requirements in a living arrangement um that they um that they may not want to comply with. And so our, our objective is to lower those barriers to, to get people to, again, build trust with them so that they will make the decision to come off the streets and to live a life that's better suited for them.
1: How big of an issue is the trust issue or or lack it's, thereof?
0: It's large, uh, and especially when you consider um, uh, the female population that are living on the street. Uh, And I can tell you that 93% of the women that have come through our life change program have been victims of uh, abuse. And so um, it's, it's a tough life on the streets. There's no question. And, and women are especially vulnerable to it. And so um, um, to, to, to trust someone uh, with your life um, to, 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 to make a decision to oh, okay, I want to come in. I want to I want to be at your shelter and that I want to get enrolled in your program, or I will take a referral to another program. is pretty big, and so that's why you know you got to kind of play the long game with this. Um, and, and that is you know not everybody's going to make that decision uh, right then and there the first time we meet them, um, but if we can build relationship with them that eventually we can break down those barriers and establish a trust to where they can make a decision to come in. And we have had some great success stories of people coming off the streets because of the relationship that we have made through our volunteers and our staff.
1: Off the top of your head, do you have a success story you can share with us?
0: Um, got many. Um, I think of, um, I, I, won't, I won't use names specifically, but you know, we uh, one fellow who um, was, um, unfortunately somebody had, set his tent on fire, and um, uh, here was a man who was deeply, deeply distrustful of any help, and um, he um, um, was in great need, Um, but through our outreach worker, we were able to get him connected with a church uh, that allowed him to safe camp near their grounds, Uh, and then uh, over the course of, it's, it's been about eight weeks now, uh, we've been able to get him into institutional care, uh, something that he was deeply reluctant to do. Um, but now he is—he we know that he sleeps safe at night. He's got medical attention. Uh, he's not at a risk of things like having his tent set on fire. Um, so, yeah, there's we have several stories like that.
1: Is he a guy that you met through the search and rescue program?
0: It's exactly. That's exactly how we met him. Met yeah, through search and rescue. That's awesome.
1: We're talking today with Jason Christensen, the executive director of the Union Gospel Mission. So Jason, how has the pandemic in the last gosh, eighteen months or so, how has that changed things and changed the work that the gospel mission does?
0: Well, I think you know, and just if you just look at the even the data nationwide, forty percent of the American public is is in um you consider a, a housing fragile state, meaning that you know they're one or two paychecks away from losing their housing. Um, that, that's it, the pandemic for as awful as it has, it has been. It has at least increased public awareness of, um, just our, our economic safety net that we have and, um, and how fragile, uh, things can be for people. Um, clearly the numbers have gone up, uh, the number that we're seeing on the street. Uh, I would say this, um, that, uh, you will find. I mean, there are essentially two two categories of people who are homeless. There's a chronic and those who find themselves in acute state. Those who are in an acute state have the capacity, uh, and a lot of times the initiative um, to get themselves out of their situations. They're highly motivated. People who have been in a chronic homeless situation, you know, for. For years, um, whether it's substance addiction uh, or mental illness, uh, it's a little bit it's a little bit uh, tougher of a haul to get them out of their situation. So, um, I mean, there 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 is a silver lining to the cloud, I guess you could say. Is well, unfortunately, find more people uh, who are at risk of losing their housing or find themselves in an in a, in a acute. Houseless state, um, they are, they are, have a little bit of capacity to get themselves out of the situation.
1: The pandemic certainly seems to be dragging on, right? And, um, but there is some light at the end of the tunnel. We have, we all have some hope. Are you seeing any changes uh, with that, that glimmer of hope out there?
0: Well, we, we have tried to, I mean, we are getting ourselves, uh, inching ourselves back to uh, pre pandemic numbers in terms of our residency at our shelter and that. And then, Returning room, we we still have measures in place. I mean, we are we serve our meals that we do on a daily basis here at our Burnside location, um, but uh, they are to go. Um, we have um, we got permission from the city to do open air, so we have outdoor seating now. So it gives people a little chance to stick around in that, and an opportunity for us to engage folks. Um, but we're not we're not fully there yet. Uh, we we want to make sure that. We are operating in a way that is respectful and and mindful of the health of both the people we serve, our staff and uh, our volunteers. But we're inching there. We're getting back.
1: Yeah, yeah. How important is that? Is the social aspect that uh, seems to be not not happening right now? But in in better times, the social aspect I am assuming is really important when people can come together at the at the mission and and get to know each other.
0: I think you nailed it right there, Gary, because it is all, it's all relational. It's about relationship, and that's what we try to do is establish rapport with people. Um, and so, you know, find out what's going on in their life. What what brought them to their situation? A lot of people have experienced trauma. To understand their trauma uh, is to understand a way that we can find them to, to help them find a way out of their their current living situation. So, yeah, relationship is so key to it.
1: We're talking today with Jason Christensen, Executive Director of the Union Gospel Mission. Now, the Gospel Mission has something uh, coming up very soon. It's, it's that yearly thing that we all love. It's called Operation Overcoat. Let's talk about it.
0: Yes, well, it, Operation Overcoat has been, it was amazing, has been going on for 20 years and uh, its events uh, where uh, we have uh, gathered downtown at our Burnside location, and we've served up to 1,000 neighbors at a time. Uh, it used to be, uh, prior to the pandemic, kind of a, sort of a block party in a way, uh, you know, we'd have entertainment and we'd serve food and we, w- we would pass out essential items that people needed, um, you know, in preparing for the colder months. Um, obviously, the pandemic changed that, but th- something I think good came out of this, because um, I think there's a there's a, a, a key statistic that a lot of people um, aren't, and they, they may be aware of it, but uh, haven't given full thought to it. You know, when we think of the homeless situation, of course, I mean, we see downtown, and sometimes we'll see it in the outlying areas. What a lot of people don't understand is uh, about 20% of the homeless population is actually downtown. We're looking at 80% of the homeless are in outlying areas. And so when we shifted Operation Overcoat last year uh, to off-site, to off-site collection points, They also became off-site distribution points. And so we were meeting people where they are. Um, Not only did it um, allow us to serve more people, but allow us to engage more people to become fully aware, more aware of what's going on in terms of our homeless neighbors. So uh,
1: correct me if I'm wrong, but social services usually are in uh, the downtown core because that's usually where the population is. But you're saying that has changed.
0: That has changed, and we and we have relied upon a lot of our our faith partners and a lot of church organizations, church communities, to collect um, these uh, these winter essential items, and then also to distribute there on site.
1: Why do you think that has changed? Why is why are they uh, the the people that need the help? They're not in the downtown core.
0: Uh, you know that that's you, your guess might be as good as mine, but I think it, I think it's also just that. The number of people that are experiencing houselessness has just grown uh, and, and we're finding it um, even in our suburbs and, and even, you know, in places of, you know, uh, modest means and, and affluence that it's people are, are being struck with this. They're experiencing some form of hardship uh, where they find themselves out on the streets.
1: So you say in years past, uh, Operation Overcoat used to be kind of a big big block party right outside your your main offices on on Burnside, and now it's Mm -hmm. a little bit different. So tell us about, uh, I know last year you had to pivot and make things a little bit different. What's it going to look like for 2021?
0: Uh, very similar, except except we have we have um we've got I' the really county here I've got uh, I'm counting at least uh, a dozen and a half church partners uh, throughout the Portland metro area um, who will be um, who will be collecting, and then this coming Saturday is our first day of distribution where we will deliver the backpacks, shoes, coats, and pants, and other supplies that people will need. Uh, we increased our goal last year uh, we wanted to serve six hundred folks. Uh, this year, our plan is to serve 800, and we're getting pretty close to that number of backpacks now. Oh,
1: that's great. 800 people, that's a lot of people that you're helping out.
0: Well, it, it is a lot, and, and it does go a long way in that. Um, but when if you look at the data, I mean, it's, it's um, um, you know, there's about 15,000 people that they estimate that are experiencing homelessness in the Portland metro region. And so... Um, it's certainly you know it, it doesn't help everybody, but it sure is important to all those that we are reaching out and touching. Yeah. What's all in the backpack? Um, shoes, coats, pants, hand warmers uh, really the things that people need. Uh, rain slickers. Um, and and um, it's because we've been uh, fortunate to work with vendors, we can keep the cost pretty low. If people wanted to sponsor a backpack, they could do so. It costs just under $24, $23.53 exactly. Uh, if you wanted to purchase a backpack that we could get into the hands of one of our homeless neighbors.
1: That's amazing. And some of the information that was given to me before this interview, you say that it costs about twenty-three fifty-three for you guys to do it, but for uh, someone else to do it, to just go, go buy the stuff, it's over
0: $200. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I so said, we've been, we've been very fortunate with uh, some generous vendors who have been willing to uh, Give us some items at cost, or donate them. That's really wonderful.
1: So, how how can the general population help out?
0: Well, again, we we are doing collections, um, and um, um, our list of partners is available on our website. You could also go to our website if you want to just make a contribution, and then we can get the we can make the purchase of the backpack. Uh, if you go to ugmportland.org, it'll be right there on our landing page um and you can make a gift to operation overcoat we're also uh accepting donations at our burnside location um this coming weekend
1: and these are all new items you're looking for right
0: yes we are looking for new new items yeah and we'll take gently used sleeping bags boots and coats but uh, things like uh, undergarments we would like to be new why do you think this is so important it's about human dignity um Mm. it really is um it's easy to drive by and you can see a tent, uh, but inside um, those tents, the person. Um, and my father taught me a valuable lesson one day when we were driving by uh, an old scrapyard, and he uh, he he said, "Son," he said, uh, "Each car that's in that junkyard there has zero miles on the odometer, and uh, each car had that new car smell." And we gotta kind of look at people that way. People might come to us looking beat up and pretty rough and life has treated them tough. Um, but every person is worthy of dignity and respect and care. And, um, and, uh, and that's, that's really what this is about is, is honoring the human beings that, that have, for whatever life has handed to them, um, that, um, that they're worthy of our care they're worthy of our compassion.
1: That's a really great uh great thing to tell somebody who maybe has become a little bit callous about our homeless situation because it seems so um so visible and so overwhelming like what I don't even know what to do where do I start? So that's Well, a- and I, I and
0: Gary I, I I think though uh and I've been to a couple of neighborhood meetings and I and I can get people's frustration. Um um because I don't I don't think it's right. Uh, I don't think anybody thinks it's right that somebody would have to live in a tent um and and we get frustrated when we see the trash that can accumulate um and um you know people wanna they wanna bring their children downtown and that and and' you know do they have concerns about their safety and is is it clean is it safe? I get that people can be frustrated by that um um, but at the end of the day, we do have to look at these are human beings, and um, maybe they can't see their way through it. That's what, you know, organizations like Union Gospel Mission and other, other partner uh, homeless service organizations are trying to do is to lift people out of their current existence and get them into a better life, a life worthy of dignity and respect.
1: We're talking today with Jason Christensen, Executive Director of the Union Gospel Mission. Jason, tell me about some of the other services that the mission provides.
0: Um, well, we offer our meal, our meal services um, um, downtown. Um, but the big thing that um, that it has the most transformative effect um, is our life change program. And our men's program is located downtown at our Burnside facility. And then we have a program for women and their children out in Beaverton. Um, and this is up to a two-year program. People who have been experiencing homelessness or um, domestic abuse, or substance addiction, um, what we do is we give them the safe place we pull them out of the vortex that they've been living in, get them in a safe place, provide them shelter, their clothing, all their means to live uh, and to help get them on a, on a right trajectory with their with their life uh, to make healthy life choices um, and um, and um, to become more self-reliant and um, We've had tremendous success in that. Um, 73% of our um, the men who graduate in our men's program stay clean and sober, uh, and we're over 80% for the women uh, who graduate through our program there.
1: Wow, those are great statistics. I like to hear that. Um, and some of the guys that I, I've, I've interviewed, uh, Bill Russell a million times from Union Gospel Mission, and... He was the former executive director, and he'd had some really great success stories about uh, people who really changed their life through the Life Change Program and came back and and gave back to the Union Gospel Mission. Has that been your experience as well?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what I've seen. And, and uh, you know, we, we utilize folks, uh, uh, they become resident assistants, um, and they can mentor um, um, uh, folks as they're coming through the program. I'm really excited. Uh, Luis, who is one of our uh, just rock and roll success stories uh, came through our program, got out of gang life um, and got himself sober. And um, he's just a tremendous, uh, tremendous guy, um, a wonderful father to his son, uh, who is now um, serving as our intake coordinator here. And so um, he knows when the men come in their program, he knows where they are. Uh, he's been there himself. Um, and so not only can he empathize with them, uh, which is great, um, he can also kind of snuff out when they might be telling him a line or something. <laughs> uh, been there, know, done that. <laughs> it, 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 it takes a duck to know a duck. Right. And, um, and so um, we're really excited to have him slotted in that role for us. I, we think that um, um, he's just going to be great for uh, the, the new people that are coming in here because, um, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier, Gary, about trust, um, you know, somebody is on the fence. I don't know if I want to come join your program or not. And here you have a guy who has done it. Um, you know, he lived it. Uh, he was on the streets and he came in and he benefited from uh, men's life change. So uh, we're very excited to, uh, to have that. I think, I think uh, when you can utilize your own, uh, it's all the better. Awesome.
1: We've got about a minute or so, Jason. Tell me everything I need to know and everybody needs to know about Operation Overcoat and how listeners can help out.
0: Well, again, thank you so much for having me and let me talk about this. Again, this is our annual uh, gear up to help people prepare uh, as they go into the winter season where we will be getting survival gear uh, for our homeless neighbors. Um, and um, how you can help is you can drop off items. What we're looking for are sleeping bags, gently used sleeping bags, boots, coats, Uh, And new undergarments uh, Pants and socks Uh, And you can drop them off at the Union Gospel Mission Downtown at 3rd, Northwest 3rd Avenue Or you can go to our website At UGM Portland And um, you'll see You just click on Operation Overcoat And for $23.53 You can purchase a backpack full of these items And we'll make sure we get them To the hands of our homeless neighbors
1: Well as always you guys are doing such great work And Jason, welcome
0: to Portland Thank you so much, Gary. So happy to be
1: here. We've been talking today with Jason Christensen, Executive Director of the Union Gospel Mission. Thanks again. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just search for Let's Talk Portland on the Odyssey app. Let's Talk Portland is an Odyssey Portland public affairs program.